This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Save 25% off your first course when you use promo code THAT25. That's THAT25. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Today we're starting off with the brass knuckles. Listen, this one's going to hurt a little bit. If this is your first time on this channel, I want you to take a breath, put on your neck brace, because it's going to hurt. This one's going to hurt. I'm just going to be real with you. It's been a minute. I had a lot of stuff in my mind, so much that I had to take notes, because I need to tell you guys how your favorite YouTubers, they don't do this video photography business stuff for a living. Today I'm going to give you proof as to... I'm not going to say who they are, but I just need you to be more mindful of who you're taking advice from. When it comes to pretty pictures and how to do great images and stuff like that, they are perfect for that. But when they dip over into the business side, they step in my lane and they ain't, they not heavyweights, they featherweights. And it's cool. It's cool. They do it because it's cool and it gets some likes and subscribers, but a lot of them are giving you old, bad misinformation that's going to help you go out of business faster. And I'm not here. I'm, I'm here to help you help prevent you from doing that by pointing out some ways to tell if your favorite YouTubers are really about that life. But first, what we got to do, we got to do this first. I'm going to ask y'all to post where y'all from in the comments and hit that like button. You know, we got to roll graphics. Let's do that. You're listening to content and cash. A Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Ty. I am the CEO of Flash Film Media and a former army combat photographer. And this channel right here is designed for those who want to understand the business side of content creation. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, you want to learn how to make your girlfriend look better or remove your mama's mustache in that last video, this ain't the channel for you. It's a whole lot of channels that will teach you stuff like that. This channel right here is about getting that bag. It's about taking something that companies and businesses and people need and allowing you to position yourself so that they can become your clients and you can make a living off of this because there is more than enough work off out here. Now, let me start real quick. Let me start and say a few things while you guys post where you're from. Let me start and say a few things because I think it's important that you understand where I'm coming from, right? I own a company and 100% of my income 100% of every dollar I make comes through my camera. 
Let me say that again. We're talking about two cars, a work truck, a bike, a house, some marble countertops, some my, my kids' school clothes, a bunk bed set, some furniture. We're talking about trips. 100% of it comes from my camera. So when I talk about business, I talk about it from an aspect of a person who has to survive with their camera. A lot of guys are giving you guys business advice. And this is not their day job. They have a day job. They say they've been in business for eight years because they've had eight shots over the past eight years as a side hustle. And side hustles operate differently than daily businesses. Side hustles don't need to be consistent. Side hustles can go do everything. Side hustles don't need to live and die off their conversion rate on their website. They don't have to worry about being good salesmen because side hustles can get lucky and still shoot something once every three months and say they do this. I do this to keep the lights on and have done it for the past five or six years to the point where I am more than good to the point where I can be very selective on who I work with. In fact, I'm extremely selective on who I work with and I have that ability. So there's some things that we really got to talk about. And if you follow this channel, if you have ever watched anything I've ever done, it is extremely important that I teach you how to think and not what to think, right? I'm going to teach you how to think. And when I go down this list of things I have, you're going to start to look at the guy that's telling you to do this and do that a little bit differently. That's right, Frozen. Make sure y'all hit that like button. Big shout out to all my people, local, all my international players. Big shout out. I love to see all of London's, Toronto, South Africa. They like in the blurry background. That is the Sigma 30 millimeter F 1.2 is one of the most slept on lenses out. It's a little expensive, but I love it. Poland. That's what I'm talking about. The Bay Area, I love the Bay, the Bay Area. It's something about the Detroit Bay Area connection that's just, I don't know, something about it. And the D, what up, though? In Arizona, I love it. A lot of Canada in the house. I'm loving it. What's up, Canada? I spent a lot of time in Windsor, Vegas. I was just out there. Wells, I love it. So let's talk about a few things. Let me start going down this list because it's very important that we go down this. And I listen, this stuff has been on my mind for probably the past like week. And I want to I had to write it down because there's so many great things. I didn't want to skip over anything. But one thing I want you to start to pay attention to. Right. You ever notice like rappers all got the same story, like they all started like in poverty in the in the in the projects and they sold drugs to make it. And now they gave up, you know, being a, a drug kingpin at 17 to go be a rap star. You ever notice how everybody's story is the same? A lot of your favorite YouTubers story is the same. They all started and went and shot for somebody for free and the person liked it and referrals just gave them enough to go live off of. Now they just work off referrals. Now they just, you know, I get so much. It's word of mouth. I don't have to do anything. It's no, that is complete BS. That is complete BS. It don't work like that. I don't want you to think that it works like that. 
I don't want you to build a business that's going to rely off referrals. You know, I don't care who you are. It don't work like that. It, people don't just refer you with somebody call you and slide you a $10,000 check and say, come here and shoot whatever you want three, four times a month. It don't work like that. Please stop believing that. Please stop believing that these guys are out here living off referrals. The guys who are living off referrals, who are pushing that, that idea that it's all about referrals have a day job and they'll get a referral once every four months and they'll go do it. And they're telling you they're in business. So let me make it really clear. Let me bring, let me break it down again. I said it a little bit earlier, but I want to make it very clear, right? Because my number one thing on this list is that these guys are doing it as a side hustle and they're playing it off as a business. They can't talk about taxes. They can't talk about depreciating assets and how to write them off. They can't talk about life cycle of a camera. It we're going to talk about that. We're going I don't want to jump ahead of myself. They're not doing this for real. And they're giving you guys advice that is crippling your mindset. It's causing you to have to fail and not understand why you're failing. It's so much worse to have a coach tell you to do something and then you do it and you fail and you don't know why. And your coach is telling you to keep doing it. Keep, keep going out here looking for clients and you're doing it and you're failing and you start to believe it has something to do with your camera, your work, your skill set, your production value. You start to think it's Canon's, Nikon and Sony's fault and it's not. It's the people you listen to fault because they're not giving you what they should be giving you because they don't have the experience. Elijah, you're looking out on the super chat. It's a, a side hustle is not a business. Great question. Casey asks, so, so, so a side hustle still isn't a business. No, a side hustle adds money to your day job. A side hustle can be $200 a week. Just a little change. It adds to what you have. A business should do a lot of things. And I got, I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain what a business is going to do because I got a whole list. Let's go through this list. Let's, let's start with the list. Number one talks about that. A side hustle is not a business. Um, they get a few shoots. They spread them over a few years and they say, I've been in business for eight years. No, you had a side hustle for eight years because there's no way you would have had a business for eight years and you still working for the man. You, you wouldn't choose to continue. And I don't want to, you know, say be a slave, but you wouldn't choose to continue to ask somebody. Can you have Tuesday off if you were making enough money to make that decision yourself? There's no way I'm going to ask somebody and put in so I can have some time off to go watch my kids recital. If I'm making all of this money, complete BS, get it out of here. Not happening. Those are lies. So, and this goes beyond what we do. You got people, you know, that got businesses and they still got a job. That's a hot side hustle. They're not good enough at business to do it full time or you would. Or you would. Nobody likes working. Anybody tell you they like working, they're lying to you. Unless it's what they love to do, which is usually their side hustle. And if they can do that full time, they would. Okay, let me put that out there, you know. Um, so a, a side hustle just adds money. A, a business should, should be capable of providing profit. It should be consistent. It should be enough money to grow your business and pay yourself to live comfortably. 
That's a business. A business is going to make enough money so it can run. It can add, upgrade, invest in research and development. It can, you know, pay for your unlimited editing services, pay for whatever the business needs to continue to grow. And so that it can, you know, be a better company and improve and pay you enough to live this baller lifestyle. That is what a business should do. A side hustle. Don't do that. It just gives you an extra couple hundred dollars in your pocket. It may help with a car note. There's a complete, it's complete difference. It's a, it's completely different. And I need you guys to understand that because a lot of guys you follow, they don't understand that. They're giving you they're giving you techniques on how to be a really good side hustle. Imagine imagine a mother telling teaching a daughter how to be a really good side chick. Hey, don't listen. I'm going to tell you if he if if he has a, a husband, don't worry about it. You need to block. What kind of what is he setting the child up for? You know, what I mean, I got sons, I got daughters. I teach them how to go for everything, not to be a part of something, just a part of something. That's me, you know, putting my relationship spin on it. Um, so their goal, and I got this, go to my notes. So their goal is to provide enough or their goal is to sell you on the idea of content creation in hopes that it become their business model. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with them selling the idea or selling courses or giving out business information to gain likes and subscribers. There's nothing wrong with that. We do that here. The difference is I speak from an area of experience and they're making it up as they go. They, they don't have the success with the company to properly say, this is what I did X, Y, and Z to get here. They're saying, I think this is what you should do to get there. And the reason you can tell it's because they're regurgitating everything you didn't heard before. You heard before. Go and shoot something to get their demo. Go in there and ask them. They're not coming to you with structure. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Good looking out on the super chat, bro. Um, how can I leave my job if I'm working in a family business cafe? Currently just building up my side hustle. Want to go full time by learning the business. Better, better image quality won't help you. Understanding business will help you. Let's go to number two. Because this is a big thing. This is a big thing. Number two is they own too many cameras from different manufacturers that do the same thing. What do I mean by that? Right. Why would you buy three cinema cameras like three 2000, three 2020 cinema cameras? Why? If I'm in business, I want the same cameras so that I can match color. So that if one go down, I can go to the next one and match color so that my team can be familiar with one camera. Why would I get a Panasonic, a Blackmagic and a red unless my intentions are to shoot reviews with them? Unless my intentions are to shoot videos where I compare them, unless my intentions are YouTube. That's the only time you would buy three cameras that are very similar, that are different manufacturers. So if you know some people that you watch, they got three cameras that came out within two years of each other that are completely different. It doesn't make business sense. It don't. It does not make business sense to do that. Unless my business is to promote that camera. 
Talking to you. All right, let's go to number three. Um, Number three is they've been doing it for years, and they're still a one-man band. They've been doing this for eight years. I've been doing it for eight years, and they're still a one-man band? What company is not looking to grow? What company is not looking to expand? I can I can double the price and have a guy stand there and hold a light pole all day just by showing up with a crew. Why aren't, why don't you get that? How much can you do as a one man band? At some point, if you're the barber, at some point you want to own the shop, right? Or you just want to be a barber. Some point you want to own the shop, or at least own your suite. That's fishy to me. That's that's really fishy to me. Um, that's really fishy. Number four, they've been in business for years. They don't have a uniform or a dress code. Don't know what type of clients you get. You showing up wearing anything. They're not even wearing all black. They just showing up with whatever. My man got on cargo shorts and sandals. You got on jeans. She got on a cowboy hat. Y'all just here to film. None of your favorite YouTubers who say they do this for a living. Talk about that. They don't talk about uniforms. They just say they show up. Number five, they've been in business for years and they still talk about showing up to shoots with just a backpack. Huh? Just a backpack? This is what I, this is what I pack in my bag for shoots. There's no way. We're going to talk about why in the next few steps. Number six, which kind of plays the part to, Next one, they've been in business for years and don't have a company vehicle. Wait, what? You you really, you pulling light stands out of a Subaru and you've been in business for 10 years? How's that working for you? I had a Cadillac once. I scratched the hell out of my leather seats with light stands, with cranes and jibs. I was like, no more. Trunks ain't that big. I don't care if you got a freaking Suburban. We're going to talk about why. It's coming up. Cause it's coming up with number seven. They've been in business for years. They never talk about grip tools. This is a big one, right? They never talk about grip tools. If you ever been on a real production, you'll notice that there are whole trucks dedicated to grip equipment. You mean to tell me you don't want to bounce a light, block a light, diffuse a light. You can't fit that in the backpack. You don't have gaffers tape. You're not using none of those tools. But you've been in business for a long time. You got $10 million worth of gear, but you don't have gaffers tape. You've never been in a situation where you wanted to tape down a, a power cable, an extension cord. That's weird because my truck, my van has more gaffers equipment than anything. I have more light stands and C stands and, and sandbags than anything. I can't fit that in a backpack. I don't want to load that into a Suburban or a Cadillac every time. My van is has more sandbags than almost anything. We have 20 different type of light stands. You mean to tell me you've never blocked light from an orange or flickering fluorescent light bulb? You've never run into that problem filming for eight years? Oh, you've never used a scrim to block sunlight for... Your, your talent that's outside. You never brought extra dead cats or ways to block wind. That's never been an issue in eight years. Wow. You've never bounced light. Hmm. 
It's it's amazing how people been in years in business for years and they've never blocked light. They've never bounced the light. That's that's amazing. You're you got a cinema camera though. Cinema cameras rely heavily on great lighting. And you've only used lights? You've never blocked nothing? Bounced? You've never had too much sunlight? Okay. All right. I guess you've been doing it if you say you've been doing it. It's just weird. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, what am I? What am I? Just a guy who got a truck full of light stands. Um, you need, <laughs> it's more to this business than, than cameras and lenses, man. It's more to this than cameras and lenses. Uh, number eight, you've been in business and you still equate value to image quality value to image quality that game is over with it doesn't matter no more everything provides more than decent image quality more than decent image quality i can shoot some stuff with the iphone that will blow you away especially if you light it i if you give me if you say hey i'm gonna give you an alexa and nothing else or an iphone and a, and a gaffer's truck i'm gonna take that iphone Cause I can light stuff per- perfectly and shoot it on the iPhone. That hundred thousand dollar Alexa without the right lighting is a T2I. It's, it, it will help. It will not help you things you got to know about. Um, number nine, they're telling you to approach clients for free to build a reel without teaching you the benefits of solving your clients problem they're telling you to run up on some guy and say i'm gonna shoot for you and then i'm gonna get footage and then good have a good day that's stupid that's dumb why would why would you do that they should be teaching you how to solve their problems imagine listen imagine a contractor come into your house and say you know what i want to build an addition to your house for free and you like okay come on build it and when they get done building that addition, they're like, um, you know, uh, we want to charge you for this over here. Now nah, I'm good. I'm good. And now you just out. You just gave them addition to the house for nothing. You ride past the house next day and somebody hammering on the roof and you're like, yo, what, what's going on? Oh, we had a roof issue. You didn't ask us. We hired some pros to do it. But thanks for that addition. Now you look stupid. You got to learn about solving problems. Don't just shoot content and give them stuff for a demo reel. If you're demo, like, why would you even create a demo reel if you don't have a niche audience? If you don't know what problems they have and your reel doesn't speak to their problems, why would somebody hire you? That's like, that's like a plumber walking on my porch tap dancing. Like, bro, what are you, what are you here for? Like that, that didn't help me. It's not, that's not providing me with anything, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, they don't talk much about business, just pretty stuff. It's all about the look, the feel, the, the color, the, we're going to the sliding, the moving shots. They talk about all of that. They talk about all of that and they spend a lot of time distracting you with things that clients don't care about because it's not about the client because they don't work with clients. It's about them and what they think people want. 
often when you work with clients, you're going to learn that what they need is completely different than what you think they need. They may need a video on how not to mess up the break room and you trying to bring them more customers. They're like, we got all the customers we want. We tired of spending money on a janitorial company to come in here and clean this break room. That's what can help us today. I never thought about that. Guess what? Everybody in their shoes probably need that video. Now you have a product that when presented to that target audience, they want. In fact, they'll think that you're psychic for even thinking about it. And then they'll say, what else do you have? Now I can sell you multiple products. Um, so you, you got to keep that in mind. They talk about the needs, problems, and concerns of clients. They don't, or they don't talk about the needs, problems, and concerns of clients. Only about what they want from a camera. It's all about what they want. They're pixel peeping because I need 10, 28 bit fork. What do the client need? We're working for the client. We're working for the client. I get so many advertisements for all kind of monitors that record 8K, 8, 8K be this big. 8K, 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 4K, 8K, 6K. When my client asks me for that, I will provide it. Let me just, let me just break down why this is so important. Let me just punch you in the throat on why this is so important. I haven't had a lot of graphics today because I want to make sure we stick to the point. Clients' websites usually get ranked on speed. Let me, let me just watch where I'm going with this. Speed helps clients' websites rank higher, helps them get more traffic. Helps them have the opportunity to convert more people, to generate more leads. Why would they want an 8K video that has to come through your 3G connection on your cell phone at 720p screen? Maybe you got a Samsung. Maybe you got 4K. You probably got a 20-minute battery life. Why would they want that? More than 50% of all video consumed is consumed on a mobile device. Why would somebody want to sit there and hold their phone waiting for a video? Next, clients aren't asking for that. It doesn't make business sense. So for you to run out and say, I want 8K, 10K, 12K, 4K, really, that's not what the client's asking for. They're going to or you're going to be compressing a big old 4K file that look like Tetris when they play it back because they're trying to get it under 60 megabytes. When you can hand them a 10K, I mean, a 1080p or a 720p file. Clients want things fast. They don't care about this is not for Netflix. Where is the Note Ultra, Note 20 Ultra, I agree. Um, number 12. They talk about education over. I mean, they talk about gear over education. They never talk about education. They downplay it. Right. They feel bad about talking about it. They feel like they're they feel like they're they're, you know, selling you something to tell you that education is most important. But they can tell you uh, they can tell you about Canon and Sony and Nikon all day. They don't feel bad talking about the thousand of gears that uh, the, the thousand of lenses that Nikon dropping. 
but they feel cheap to tell you you should go get a course on it because you know i don't feel bad about telling you that this is the most important tool you got i don't feel bad pushing you courses and content because guess what canon sells you thousand dollars thousands of dollars worth of equipment that won't make you no money if you've watched two or three lives you've you're probably making some money off of it. I don't feel bad telling you about education because that's what you really need. I can, I can get a stock lens and kill a game. I can't kill a game without a good website, without, a under, without understanding business, without knowing how to price my stuff, how to negotiate that, how to, how to bring clients to me. That is what you need to make it, not gear. But... Your favorite YouTubers, they drop 20 videos a week about gear, gear, gear. They have no problem pushing gear, LUTs, and stuff you can just slap on. I'm telling you to learn it. That's something that you really need to be mindful of when you look at your favorite YouTuber. I can't, there is no way I can talk about my ability to feed my family and not talk about education. There, there is no way you can leave me with one lens. My business will still run. You can't strip me from my education and I still have the same success. I, all of my success comes from me saying, you know what? I'm going to learn this because I was spending money on, I had the gear. I was in the army unit that, that handed out freaking $20,000, $40,000 kits. They gave you two 5D Mark IIs, 270 to 200s, two 24 to 70s, two 50 millimeters, a case, a 17-inch MacBook Pro, and we had access to, you know, a building full of ESPN-level equipment. And you know what? A majority of those photographers were trash. They had all the gear in the world. And you know what they had to do? Beg people to go to take a Photoshop course. They had to force people to go learn how to do after effects and stuff like that. Nobody wanted to go. And those guys were trash. When they got out the army, you know what they went to go do? Work at McDonald's. But I love learning about this craft. I love learning about the business side of it. And when I decided to make that my passion, money became something that it went from something that I chased to something that chased me. You have to embrace, learn, love the business side. It is 90% of this. Canon, Nikon, Sony want you to focus on the 10% because that's how they make money. They have a bigger marketing budget than me, so they can be in your face way more than I can. They can be in your face way more than any place that sells education or talks about education because they make more profit. We can't compete with that. You have to make that decision. You have to look at your life and say, okay, I got eight lenses, two bodies, a case. I'm still in the same situation I was last year. What am I doing wrong? Oh, I need another lens. Oh, you need the F.2 and not the F.4. You know what? That's what it is. Boca is the reason I'm not. So I'm not successful. Gosh, that client, that client didn't call me because I didn't have enough bokeh. Man, I need more bokeh. No, it's because you don't understand how to set the trap, how to get in front of clients. It's a big difference. Number 13, 
when they talk about shooting, they don't have a niche. They shoot everything. That is the downfall of so many. They want to do everything, but your life, listen, let me just point out your life. Let me, let me just point out some things that's very obvious in your life, right? If your car broke down, would you take it to a place that sold everything? If he sold roses, he was a mechanic, he signed shoes, he tap danced, and was a male stripper, would you drop off your car to that guy? You probably wouldn't. You'd have to be extremely broke to take that risk. Or would you take it to a guy that's just a mechanic? You'd probably take it to a guy that's just a mechanic. You feel like he's he's more suited to do what you need. You trust him. He showed up with greasy hands and a blue mechanic uniform. If he said your brakes bad, I believe you. As a content creator, you need to have a niche. You need to focus on that niche. You need to build your brand around it so that when clients have to make a decision and it's between you who are saying we shoot nothing but corporate events and John photography that got babies, dogs, cats, he got uh, stop frame animation. He got everything on his page. The decision is easy. When people hire content creators, it feels like a gamble. You provide value by reassuring them that you're capable of what you say you can do. They will pay whatever it costs. You got to understand that real quick. Good looking out on the super chat King for life and uh, GMO production. I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate the super chat. So you have to understand that you need people in your circle circle to keep it real with you. Ty, you one of them. Keep it 100. Hey, soon people will understand. Some won't. You're absolutely correct. This this is offensive to some people because, and it's only offensive because they have to change the way they think about this. Once you accept that, hey, I'm thinking about this wrong, the faster you do that, the faster you'll go into a world where you can start to make profit and you stop treating this like a hustle. There is so much content money out here. It is the new oil. It is the new crack content. I said it before. You know how I get down. Content is the new crack. And if you don't believe me, count how many screens you got near you. Count how many screens you got. Those are crack pipes. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got 10 screens in a 10 foot radius. Those are crack pipes. And content is the new crack. Now. It's up to you whether or not you want to be. A corner boy or you want to be a kingpin? The choice is yours. The difference between the corner boy and the kingpin ain't the plug. It's that the kingpin understand the business. The corner boy just want to get some money. The choice is yours. You can be whatever you want in this game. You can be whatever you want. But stop taking kingpin advice from corner boys. Stop it. Um, Number, number 14. They never really talk about the importance of redundancy outside of memory cards, right? Your average YouTuber, when it, outside of adding two memory cards to their camera, that's as far as they go on redundancy. You know what that tells me? They've never been in a situation where they didn't want to lose that check. Because I take two cameras, sometimes three, everywhere. Even if it's a one camera shoot, I always got a backup. I got six backups before I get to my iPhone. 
They don't talk about the importance of redundancy. You don't want to lose a client. You don't want to lose time. You don't want to lose money because you have a simple issue with some gear. I have redundancy with flashes, with lights, with everything. I'm taking two sets of headphones. That's why you got to have a company vehicle because of this break. We got another one. I'm not even going to figure out what's wrong with it. Hey, grab the other one, bro. Let's go. That's why you're going to have multiple cameras that are the same because of a camera breaking the shoot. You don't want to go from Panasonic to Sony right in the middle of a take and, and the footage look terrible and you got to power this on. Hope you got batteries for it. Make sure the settings, make sure you're on the same uh, color profile. All of that. Oh, we started in C log. Oh, this audio is 16 bit. This 24 redundancy is extremely important when you got a $10,000 bag on the line. It is extremely important. Let me say it again. It is extremely important. If you don't got two cameras, you don't have one. There is no way in the world my two cameras going to be a Blackmagic and a Sony. And I'm sitting here and we got to go complete. I got, uh, we were shooting that. And if a camera stopped working and you can't get inside or you can't power it on, uh, we was in, uh, the aspect ratio was, uh, what was the format? Was it ProRes? Uh, no. If my Sony A7S III drop, we got another one. Bring that bad boy out, cut it on, let's go. On top of the fact that if I'm working with, um, if I got my, my, my other workers with me, they know how to use it because this is all we use. They can jump to it. Boom, boom, let's go. Get that going. Let's, you know, while I'm figuring this out, they bring in another one. All right, cool. I don't know what's up. Here, take this battery. Boom, put this memory card in it. Let's go. They don't never talk about redundancy outside of if it don't got two card slots, they're highly pissed. This they only gave us one card slot. You should have two cameras anyway, a minimum of two cameras. The only person who don't think like that is a person who've never had nothing on the line that was worth walking away from. If it's a $200 job, hey man, we, you know, our camera broke. We'll come back next week. You're not going to do that for $20,000. you are not going to do that for $20,000. You're not going to do that for 10. If I break a camera, I've had cameras fall. I've had tripods tip. I've had lights fall and shatter. I step over it like I ain't even like, hey, you for the streets. Give me another one, chief. Hey, hey bring in the, the, the client is like, wow, that's a 50,000. That's an expensive camera. Hey, screw that camera. We getting this back. Hey, grab the other one, set it up. We'll sweep that up later. No remorse. I cry about it later. That was my favorite lens. I cry on the ride home, but I won't cry too much because that deposit is going to hit. They never talk about redundancy. Never talk about redundancy. That is mind blowing, right? We, we always bring, we always capture alternative methods of audio. Y'all not running a lav mic and a shotgun mic. Y'all not doing an overhead mic and... We capture two different sources that's going to two different places. Why, why they not talking to y'all about this? You've never been on a shoot where you get audio from a live mic and it's picking up the ceiling fan, but you got a mic that's pointing down. It's not. That's weird. Why they not telling y'all that? Probably because they not doing it. And they're doing the video they're capturing is just for YouTube. And if they mess up, they can go back and record it again. But guess what? When you got a client that has a show full of speakers and they're paying these speakers 
20 and 30,000 to appear at this event. You can't mess up capturing that, that, that speech. You can't mess up when they get off stage and you got 30 minutes to get their testimonial because they got to go do something else or catch a flight. You can't mess that up and do that over. So you need to, when they step in, we laugh, mic and overhead, mic and, and probably throwing another mic. We got two cameras set up and two cameras ready. We got multiple SD cards. We're running multiple, you know, cameras. We're making sure that we have this covered because this is a $20,000 bag. I'm not going to blow it over a $30 memory card. But they're not telling you that because they're not really out here. They live in a world of capturing just for YouTube and they can go back and redo it. Hey, bro, we got to we got to bring the skateboard back and redo it. Hey, Bert. Nah. Number 15. This is a big one. They never discussed the importance of customer service with a client you didn't win. Let me break that down because that's going over a lot of people's head. They never talk about losses and how to handle them. Do you know how many saves I've had? How many fumbles that I didn't uh, 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 caught it simply by my customer service on clients that told me, no, no, thank you. There's two things that can happen in that situation, right? People think not getting a client is a failure. It hurts. It's wrong. No, 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 no. There's a great opportunity here. The first opportunity is to try to save the client, right? It's to offer more value. The second opportunity is to understand why they did not choose you. You got to understand why they did not choose you. You got to understand that. Because that will help you be better. You're asking me and asking all these gurus, how can I, why am I not getting clients? You should have asked the person that didn't buy from you. They got your answer. I'm just giving you a general statement. I don't know you like that, chief. They, they going to tell you why they didn't choose you. I, I didn't like your website. Your website only had, I, wouldn't, I didn't feel like. You need to be asking them. You looking for a mentor? That's your mentor. That's where your, your, your gold nuggets are buried. And the person you couldn't, get that's who you need to develop a relationship with that's who you need to go shoot for for free hey we'll shoot a testimonial we couldn't i'm sorry we couldn't get your big project but listen we'll shoot a testimonial for you for free in exchange to the information as to why you guys didn't choose us oh we like their website better look at this company on oh this is my competition let me see what they're doing well that's your cheat sheet those are your there's your answers that's how you get to the next level. That's how you grow. That's how you get more clients. That's how you get better. It's to find out what you're doing wrong from people who are ready to buy from you. Stop asking your friends. Stop asking random people. They're not your target audience. They're not your clients. They're not going to buy from you. They don't have the money to buy from you. They don't care. They're going to just give you advice because they love you and they're going to try their best to help you. But that information is useless. You have to get information from your target audience that's sitting there with money in the hand that chose somebody else. Why? And if I got to give you something free to get that information, it's well worth it because it's way more valuable to me than this 30 second video I'm about to shoot for you because you're going to help me close 10 more clients. Those 10 clients will probably be my yearly salary. Those 10 clients could be worth a hundred thousand dollars. 
I'll shoot this 30 minute testimonial for you too easy. And this is going on my demo reel and, and you're going to probably like it enough where you call me to do more. And when whoever you hire mess it up, I'm going to be the first guy you call to come fix it. And you're going to refer me to somebody else. You can't lose in that situation. That is an opportunity that if guys were really shooting in this industry, if they really lived in this space, they will be telling you to go after. I love those opportunities because even though my company is doing what I wanted it to do, I still want it. Hey, until I'm pulling up what picture I posted on Instagram, until I'm pulling up my yacht, my boat and parking it inside my yacht, we still going. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Um, The next one. Number 16. They never talk about structure with their business. It always feels like luck, right? They never talk about things they do consistently. It always just feel like, you know, I just went down and I talked to such and such and they referred me to this and they said that and they pushed me here. It's, it never feels like, you know what? I learned that if I make 50 calls or if I went after 50 clients, I can close five and out of that five, they never have a structured system like that. It's always luck. It's always, well, you got to work hard and you got to show up and you got to network. BS. BS. You got to be where they look. Then you got to get better at converting those clients to leads. Then you got to get better at closing those leads. Simple. Right. Let's use this in dating analogy. Right. Let's use this in something we can relate to. My friends used to be the type that run up on girl. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. And she like, I'm shopping. I ain't thinking, boy, get out of here. I'm I'm in the store. Why are you messing with me? Hey, baby. What's up, girl? Hey, those are we know those guys. Not me. I had a nice car. I'm going to wait till the club let out. I'm going to be in the parking lot and I'm going to be leaning on that car. And they're going to walk up to me. Totally different. I don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll run up. Hey, how you doing? But it's not about. You don't, you can be where they look. This is old school. This don't work now. Y'all kids now is just y'all on the internet. So it's a little different. But be where they look. Don't run after everybody. Because they may not be in the mood right now. They may not. You ever had somebody run? Just think about it. And I said this plenty of times. What if I knocked on your door at four in the morning? Like, yo, you need a plumber? I got these. I got this truck out here, man. you like, what? Bro, if you don't get off my porch, bro, I'm going to go ahead and get my... Plumbers don't run up on you. Tree removers don't run up on you. Doctors don't run up on you, but they are where you look. That is just, that is mind blowing that content creators are telling you to go run down cold emails, network and run up and for what? Be where they look and set you a trap. That's how you catch a deer, right? You don't, (laughs) you, you go, you go where the deer look and then you hunt. You don't just run up on regular stuff. You got to go where they are. You go out to the field. This is where deer eat at. Let's go here and catch a deer. It's, you got to think like that. That's how the world works. Number 17. And I just talked about that. They talk. They, they push the idea um, to go out and get clients, right? They, they, they talk about build up your rig and walk into a store. I'm black, bro. I will get shot walking in there with this. Yo, what's... Oh, what's a... Oh, that's a, that's a Komodo. What is that? I don't know. Bro, I'm not about to build up my, no, stop going after, stop running after chasing after clients. That ain't, 
If you got to convince them that they need video and educate them on why, this, you don't need to do all that. All you need, to, the, there is a million people that's like, I got a problem. I need help. I need video now. It's a million people that go through that idea, that mentality every single day. They can't find you if they wanted to. They couldn't find you if they had your company name and a picture of you. There's a million people that need video. There's a million in your city per minute. There's a million people that need content. A million people, bro. Here you are bugging some old lady that's trying to walk her fish. <laughs> and you bugging her. You know, you know, statistically, 50% of people that watch video buy. And she like, what? I don't care. You, you, you bugging a person in a company that has nothing to do with the video in their business about, you know, and if you shoot it in 4K with the 10-bit resolution, they don't care. Meanwhile, they got an event coordinator or they got learning and development department that's scouring the internet all on Thumbtack looking for somebody to do it and you didn't just, you ain't even there. Even when you say, hey, this is what we do and they go look you up, you still not there. A lot of people do that. A lot of people you network with and say, I'm the I'm the big guy on campus. I do this, that, and the other. They go look you up and you're not there. Now you look like a liar. We can't rock with you, chief. Go ahead and hit that exit. Go ahead and get on out and go over there. These are things that your favorite YouTuber, they're telling you. Go ahead and, you know what I'm saying? Go after clients. You got to network. You got to get in their face. You got a cold email. I walked in and I was like, I got a big camera and I want to shoot your video. Bro, I'm black. I'm not running in there with no, I ain't about to run in no store, no huge rig. Boy, they been to hit the button under the under the, the desk so quick. The gates been to came down, the door been to locked. I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to film. I've been to got tased, beat, choked, dragged out of there. This just in, YouTuber running around the mall with some device that looks like it could be a weapon of mass destruction. He was taken in for further questioning. My whole story would get twisted. Former combat photographer loses it in store with a random rig on arm. He has transmitters and receivers and devices linked down. He had battery packs in his pocket. We don't know what he was there to do. Like, wait, what? I'm just, bro, don't be that guy. Stop it. Stop it. <sighs> Number 18. Let me, let me, let me, this is a big one. Cause I, I this is something that understanding business will help you get better at. They teach you, these are guys who aren't in business. They teach you to blame clients for not wanting to spend money with you. We said it again. They teach you it's your fault. You picked the wrong client. That client don't want to spend money. You stop going after cheap clients. That ain't it, chief. You blame the client on you blame the client for not spending money. The problem is you haven't shown enough value. See, creatives have egos. We all do. Right. We all have egos. In our mind, we can do this. We can. I'm the best. Why would you even, uh, you know, me, I'm just, in their mind, you're just another guy with a camera. And they're trying to figure out, why should I hire somebody to film when I got an iPhone in my pocket that shoot 4K? Why should I hire somebody to film when my little cousin said he got a camera and he filmed? 
you don't show enough value. You think that the client is cheap. They don't have the money. They don't want to spend it. These people aren't here and they don't want to spend no money out here. You haven't shown enough value. Think about it. If somebody gives you a deal of a century, you will do what you got to do to pay for it. If I literally say, give me $500 and I will give you a thousand, I will hand you a thousand dollars back as soon as it touched my hand. If you don't have $500, you will do what you got to do to get it. Period. Because that $1,000 is of value to you. You can show value with your content, with your products, with your services. You can provide that value to a client where it's nothing for them to spend 1000 5000 10000 The problem is you've never taken the time to learn how. You just think because you spent money on a gear that the value is there. And I've said this before. You don't give a damn about how much McDonald's spent on that ice cream machine. When you want ice cream. You don't care how much the oven costs that your steak came out of or your pizza. You don't care if your Uber Eats guy delivered in a Mercedes or a Lamborghini. You don't care. Because that has nothing to do with solving your problem. You don't know how to show value. So all you can do is throw out a price or try to learn what their budget is to maximize their budget. But if you learn how to show value, they'll pay you whatever you ask for. They'll pay whatever. If it makes sense. But you didn't learn that from those other YouTubers. Because they told you that cinematic shots is the only way to show value. They showed, they told you that gear is the only way to show value. They told you that if you spend all this money, if your camera is a, is a cinema camera, you should be charging whatever. That's how they told you. You know why? Because manufacturers asked them to do that. Because you think your problems can be solved with gear. And it takes somebody here to tell you that that's not it. You should be invested in this. Your YouTube, your favorite YouTuber isn't telling you that. That's why they got 28 videos talking about gimbals and which lens you should use to make somebody nose look smaller. All this crap. Instead of telling you, you should be learning how to show value in 2021 because it's changed from 2020 or 2019 and to show value it depends on who your target audience is they should be telling you how important niche is because what's valuable to you may not be valuable to you what's valuable to you could be offensive to you what was valuable in 2019 ain't valuable today who would have known that video of somebody wiping down cabinets would be more valuable today than it was in 2019. Nobody would have known that. Nobody would have known that. Who would have known that if you think about it, if you uploaded to a stock footage site and you had a video of somebody with a mask on before 2019, that, that, that stock footage probably wasn't getting touched. Now it's probably one of the most popular stock footage Somebody can buy with somebody just walking with a mask on. 
Think about how times change and how things are different for your niche audience, your target, your target client. That's why, that's why you can't work with everybody. That's why you have to know exactly who are you working for. Do you want your girlfriend to please everybody or do you want her to please you? I don't care what everybody else say. Everybody else can like the fact that you got orange hair. I'm not crazy about it. Now, you want to be for the streets? You want to be for me. Think about it, right? Um, think of, don't get caught up in gear, y'all. Right? Imagine if you imagine if you followed your favorite soccer player or football player, right? And you and you followed them to be a better football player. I want to be a better quarterback. And he spent time talking about his shoes. How would you feel? What if he spent all day like my shoes is, you know what I'm saying? I got the new Nike Air Max, whatever. Bro, what does that have to do with throwing or kicking a soccer ball? Like, you know, what you really need is you need the Air Max. What? I'm here to learn to get better mechanics. Like, how can I kick more, get more goals? How can I throw more touchdowns? Well, it's all about the shoes and the shoulder pads and the elbow. How does this help me? Your favorite YouTuber is literally doing you like that. It's literally doing you like that. Good looking out in the super chat, CMS. He's literally doing you like that. And you know what you're doing? I got to get them shoes, man. I got to get them shoes. If I want to be able to run, I got to get them shoes. If I want to be able to throw this football, I got to get them shoes, man. I fell for that when I was a kid. Seeing Jordan jump from the free throw line, had to have a ma. Ma, I need the Jordans. I need the Jordan 11s, ma. I need to jump and I want to dunk on people. I want to dunk. I want to go to school Monday and I want to dunk on my gym teacher, ma. Man, them shoes ain't helped with nothing. Reebok pumps came. I'm Listen, don't get caught up in the gear, right? Learn the business side. Make this your business. Stop letting it be in your hustle. It should be your hustle as it trends. The only time it should be a side hustle is when you're transitioning from your job to your business. There's nothing wrong with it being a side hustle. Just don't live in side hustle land, right? It should transition from your job to your business. The side hustle part should allow it to generate some revenue so that you can invest it back into your business. And I don't mean gear. I mean up here. So keep that in mind. Your favorite YouTuber, they ain't talking about a lot of stuff for a reason. They not really about that life. I'm not here to point fingers, call out names. This ain't a diss track. This ain't a diss track. But I am here to educate you so that you'll have a better understanding of some of the BS that you're getting fed. That's why I ain't put a lot of sponsor videos of sponsor stuff up here. That's why I ain't do a lot of graphics today. I ain't talking even about my stuff. I'm not here for that. Right now, I'm here to keep it real with you. I'm here to just be 100 because I sat through some videos and I was just, it was cringeworthy. I, I just couldn't believe the stuff that was being put out by YouTubers who are well-loved and well-respected. And they usually live in the area of gear and stuff. And then they went over to business and I was like, you wrong for that. Y'all wrong for that. That ain't. That's not going to help people. So I encourage you all to build the brain, build the mind. Don't get caught up in gear. I'll leave some time for questions. So if you guys got questions, uh, I know I missed a few just talking, but I wanted to make sure I get through my points. 
because they've been bugging me. They've been on my mind for some time. Um, so any questions y'all got, y'all can go ahead and shoot them up there and I'll get to them. He said, hit them with the ultra killer instinct combo, not just a throat punch. I'm finishing. I'm finishing it today. I'm finishing y'all today. You, you gotta listen. Everybody can't be on here about some, somebody got to keep it real, right? Be, look at them same stories you get over and over again. You know, I, I started just like you. I bought a camera and a lens and I went down and I shot for such and such for free. And he, he booked me and now just the word of mouth. I'm, they got a polio, a portfolio website. Don't do number show pictures. They don't talk nothing about what they offer, what problems they solve. None of their solutions. It's just pictures. So it's just pictures and a phone number. So you're able to convince people with pictures and a phone number that you were able to solve their problem? How? When was the last time you went to a website that had no text, didn't explain nothing? It was just pictures, and you was like, I got to have it. No. Adult sites. <laughs> Other than that, that's the only place just pictures work. Outside of that, it's not a good look. Scary Good says, how was Vegas? Vegas was great. I'm still recovering. That's when you know you're old. Vegas was, was dope. Um, I only do drone videos. How can I show value? There's tons of ways to show value by offering multiple type of drone videos, right? First person view. Um, it, there, there's just different ways of showing value, but it depends. Listen, value is based on the perception. Who's, whose perception is it, right? Because showing value to an architect could be your ability to have drone videos that don't have lenses that skew their lines. Showing value to somebody that's looking for product photography or product video from a drone. We've shot trucks and things like that that were large from a drone. Is your ability to capture color, capture products in certain landscapes, capture certain movements or shots or capturing that product doing certain things. So the value is based on who your client is. I don't want to give you a watered down this will instantly, no. You need to ask your target audience what they value, what they need. Hey, if you were to buy drone footage, how can it help you? What are some of the things that could help your business using drone? You know, how are some of the ways I can help your business using drone? They'll tell you, hey, you know what? We, you know, often we pay a guy to inspect our roof. If you can just get pictures of it, man, I would just, hey, I don't want to send one of my guys on a roof and fall and, there's plenty of ways to show value if you understand who needs it. It's just like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. Ladies or, or fellas, ask your partner, what, you, what cologne do you like? How you like me to smell? Which one? you? Let them tell you. Don't go out and be smelling like jupe in 2021. You smell like the wrong stuff. They hate it. Ask, ask your partner, what, which one of these colognes do you like? And they'll tell you, this, this right here, when you wear this, it's going down. I don't even want to go out. When you put this on, ask your partner. Unless you want to, unless you for the streets, you can you can ask the streets what they want. You can ask Facebook. But if you care about a person, which is your niche, your target audience, ask them. Have that communication with them, right? It's all about communication. Be able to talk to them about what you have issues with, problems, and work it out with them. Because if you can make them happy, you can make a million people in that that's the difference in relationships. You just, you know, you right there. But if you can make that target audience happy, that niche happy, that business owner that owns, you know, um, a steakhouse, then every steakhouse becomes a client of yours. So learn how to communicate wins or losses with that client. 
they will tell you what's valuable to them. For sure. Um, let me see. Can you give out a one-time discount code for your video? We have the, uh, I have that. There we go. Let me see some of the uh, drones for roof inspections. It's big. And electrical companies are using a lot of drones to inspect a lot of electrical components. Let me see. They lost the love of the art and focus more on the product for cash value and clout chasing. Sometimes it'd be like that. But you got to learn the business. The business is very, 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 very important. Got to rock the polo shirt. We're doing military green today. Um, Let me see. Should you be a one-woman man band if you have a beta client? I'm a one-woman band currently and wondering if I should hire additional help for filming needs for my beta clients. It's okay to be a one-woman one band for your beta client, right? Because you want to develop the relationship with that with that business owner um, so that you can get the correct information. With beta clients, and I teach this in the course, with beta clients, the relationship is more important than the product because you need to have a relationship with them where they're going to give you insight on what really matters to that client. When you understand their pain points, what bothers them, what they run into, what's holding them back, what's tiring them. When you understand that, then you can develop a product that helps them. Then you can bring in help to shoot it. So keep that in mind. Um, when it comes to learning, do you prefer Linda over Skillshare, can you explain why again? Okay, so I've used Skillshare a little bit. I, not a lot. Not a lot. I I love lynda.com or LinkedIn Learning. They sold that company for a few billion or a billion or something. Um, I, I love LinkedIn Learning. To me, it just, it gives you more. And it's taught by industry standard teachers, people who have been hired by Adobe and things to teach. Skillshare is just letting anybody do it. So it's kind of like a paid YouTube to my, my experience. I'm not, I don't want to dump on Skillshare. I've, I've, I've watched a few of their courses, but I want to make sure I say that. Um, any new niches you see popping up that depends on your country, your city, your location that will, that will determine what's hot. I don't want to tell you, Go do this and then you, you know, go film surfers and you in the middle of Arizona. Um, you know, as you know, coming off of the pandemic and I got to be careful because if I say the word too much, YouTube will kill my stats coming off the pandemic. You want to make sure you're capturing a lot of cleaning, a lot of disinfecting. What are what are businesses depending on who you listen? There are some businesses that are thriving like the pandemic is a blessing for them. Right. Depending on whatever your niche is, whatever your target audience is, there are some that are not doing so well, depending on who your tar- target audience is there. The content that they need will differ drastically. There may be some that's like, yo, you need to you need to clean your house. Like I got a client right now that that sells disinfecting products. They are blowing up right now. They're selling air purifiers and things like that. They don't need video of, hey, we're in business and we're here to help. And we nope. They're, they're creating, we're creating content to show how their stuff is working for you, the client. That's what we're creating. So we're doing that. 
stuff is moving. So it's just different depending on who your target audience is. I don't want to give you a one size fit all answer because that it doesn't it doesn't happen. And good looking out on the super chat as well. How do you feel about doing content for credit repair companies? I think it's great. They need content. They need to show people proof of concept. They need to show people that. So that's very important. Um, they are they would be great clients. Um, creatives talk about getting Squarespace, but they don't talk about how to use Squarespace for businesses. Okay, that's a great that's a great point. I like Squarespace. They don't sponsor me. They've never approached me for sponsorship. If they did, I would take it because I, I use it on multiple sites. In my course, I talk about it. I go into details about who to hire, why to hire, where to hire um, in the in the creative master course. Um, so I go into detail about it. Squarespace is tricky. It's a great platform, but there's pieces that you need to help it work. You got to hire copywriters. You got to hire designers. And I talk about all of that um, in that course right there. There you go. And I, it's probably like two hours where I go into detail, digging into it, diving into it. There's also a video I posted that talks about what to do with your stimulus check, how I would spend my stimulus check to grow my business. That video talks a little bit about Squarespace and things like that. So you may want to look into it. When's a good time to follow up with the client after sending a proposal? It's been four days. I haven't heard back. Okay. This is something that, I'm 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 gonna answer this question, but I'm gonna tell you where to go if you need way more information, because I talk about that in module two. Um, I talk about that in module two. So just real quick, I want to see if I got the. Uh, actually, I don't. But I talk about that in module two, which is the, the yellow one. But let me talk about it. When I have an initial conversation with the client, right? When we're talking. And I'm and I'm getting information to send out a proposal. I am setting a time and date to contact them. That's my way of putting pressure on the client to look at that proposal and go over it. I use Proposify, so I like to understand. I can see whether or not my client has viewed my proposal, what pages they've been on, where they stuck at. I know when they viewed it. So if I call them and they ducking me, I know what's up. So. When I'm getting information to set up that proposal at that time, I am setting up a callback date. I don't leave it in the wind because if I try to call you and you duck me two or three times, you BSing me and my time is money. So um, think about that's 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 something that I, you know, I push big time. Let me see a few other questions. Two other niches or maybe should I call them trends? Um, that I've noticed for portraits is using uh, diffusers to glow up a portrait and using magmas to enhance dynamic lighting. Marking yourself as a magma. I mean, yeah, you can. You can. The thing is this, right? Create, create that style of portrait and then name it something unique to your own, right? The Big Mac ain't nothing special. What is it? Two all-beef patties. I almost know it by heart. It's with the special sauce, Thousand Island. It ain't nothing special. Everybody got a double cheeseburger with a piece of bread in the middle. But McDonald's call it the Big Mac. You can only get it at McDonald's. So if you have something like this, create create something that is unique to your brand, and that is one of your value propositions. So 
Keep that in mind. The stimulus video may be one of the most valuable videos I've seen on YouTube in about two years. Facts. Facts. If you like the stimulus video, you'll love all paid courses. The paid courses are like stimulus videos on steroids. Like it, it, it really goes down every part of it. Um, you ever deliver, you ever deliver video to a client? They tell you they love it, but they never post it anywhere. Yep. All the time. Some clients don't know how. So as added value, take over that role. Now, if they don't want to post it, they don't really like it. But as added value, often I will approach a client as to how to post it, market it, push it. Those are things that are upsells that should be on your proposal. I talk about this in the courses that should be on your proposal so that you can help. Because if the client spend an extra five, six hundred dollars to go through all that and it really start booming, they're going to come back. They hooked. They 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 on crack now. Congratulations. You got another user. They didn't OD. They're in the parking lot shaking. They'll be back. So take over that portion because a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Right? A lot of people don't know. A lot of people buy $50 raw Kobe steaks and they, you know, they're cooking it on a $3 grill. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to smoke it or they don't know how to get the best out of that meat. Sometimes you can't just be the butcher. Sometimes you got to be the butcher, the chef. You got to be everything. And that's fine. Offer those services. Right. Because they'll probably go some to somebody else to get it. So um, offer those services. The grow course is dropping as soon as possible. A few more things I got to add because I want to make sure that you all have an understanding of the daily life. That's the biggest part is making sure that I, I break down my day because my day is divided up into certain things I do um, for my business. Like I only have three shoot days a week. People shoot any, I'll shoot any. No, we got three shoot days because the other two days we got something we got to do with those other two days, but I go into it in the course. Um, that's what's important. Okay. I'm not going to keep y'all too long, but I want to make sure that you guys are aware of the BS that you're being fed and how to make sure you're not swallowing the hook with YouTubers who are just trying to get subscribers and likes. And they're just feeding you stuff that they found somewhere else and they regurgitated it and it don't even sound right. Somebody who do this for a living is looking at them like, bro, what? What? I've heard just the craziest stuff. You know, we, uh, we, how you get clients? We, you know, we just, we, uh, we be networking and we just, you know, we'll go over to the people and we'll be like, you know, we just give them a car and they just call us and they, re- no, be where they look. Be where they look. As soon as you, your favorite YouTuber tell you they're running out getting clients, they not. Soon as somebody asks me, Ty, how do I get clients? You don't. Where the clients at? Where do I go to get clients? You don't. You don't. That tells me we in day one of business school. Day one, as soon as you open a book, it's like don't run, go run after clients. Build, build a trap. Let them come to you. Period. Throw a net, pull it across the bottom of the seafloor, pull up stuff. You can go out there with a fishing rod if you want to. You may catch something. You may catch one fish. That's cute. But if you got to survive, you better take a net or you're going to be fishing all day. If you got a net or some traps, 
You can catch all the fish you want. That's how I need you to think about it. People fish for fun. They throw nets to survive. It's a difference. We live in a world where fishing is just something we do for fun. But when you go look at tribes that live off fish, they got them canoes and they throwing them nets and they yanking. They not sitting there like, hey, buddy, pass me a beer. When they got to live and survive, they throwing a net or they using traps. They're, they're trying to catch a lot of fish. Um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap. Listen, if you are listening on the podcast, because a lot of people do, the Content and Cash podcast, please make sure you give us five stars on Amazon. On Amazon, listen to me, on Apple. Um, one thing I want to say before I go, you know, I like to leave strong. I like to leave on on nuggets. I like to leave, um, you know, I like to leave on the high note. Top five niches are different depending on where you are. I don't want to, they're just different. In Africa, they're different than what they are in Canada. They're just different. My people in Australia, they're different than what they are in the UK. I don't want to teach you what to think. I want to teach you how to think, right? It's important that you know how to think about it. Um, and not what to think. I don't want to tell you something and you go do it. And I'm talking about Southern California. I'm not talking about, you know, West Africa. And then you bump and you bump in your head and you're like, man, I'm doing this, but I'm not getting traction. I must not be good or my gear. Nope. Don't want to teach you that. Don't want you to, I don't want to be like the other guys and give you a one size fit all situation that works in LA that don't work anywhere else. So something to think about. Beta clients, you never charge them full price unless they want you to do something outside of the product you're developing. I go into that deep in module one. All right. So things that you really, really, really want to really want to think about. With that being said, guys, I'm a wrap. Um, we're going to do this again on my gold members Thursday. Another throat punch. I will bring the brass knuckles. We will do that. Be safe, guys. Be safe. Be smart. Build this, not your gear. I'm not saying don't buy gear. I'm saying this needs to be three to one. All right? That's what. It, that's how you get the money. That's how you grow the business. It's not about your gear. I promise you that. I don't care where you are. That's one thing I can tell you. It's not about your gear. So grow this part. Before you go spend money on whatever you think is new, the Canon, Nikon, Sony, Panasonic, all them guys are pushing to you everywhere, every every place you go. 8K, 4K, 10K, 60 frames a second, 10-bit. All these numbers that's being thrown at you for a reason to make you feel like my camera is inadequate. Just keep in mind that your favorite TV channel is streaming in 720p at best. You got to keep that in mind. All right, guys, be safe. I will see you guys in the next video. Hit that like button. If you're not subscribed, Hit that button too. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.